All right, so a chance for us to squeeze in a quick conversation here with uh, Melissa Reddy, who's a senior football correspondent for The Independent, uh, obviously facing uh, pressure to accept wage cuts uh, during the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, it looks like Premier League players have launched a fund to raise money for the National Health Service, which is the NHS, the charities to help tackle uh, the pandemic that continues to ravage through the United Kingdom and, of course, worldwide. Now, the league, as you and I know, it's at the standstill at the moment. The players have been criticized in the British media in recent times to take a stand in the fight against the novel coronavirus with the UK's health secretary, uh, Matt Hancock, also last week calling uh, for the well-paid stars to play their part and with the hope to raise an excess of, what, £4 million, uh, the fund will administer... I suppose it's going to be administered by Liverpool's uh, Jordan Henderson, uh, who's been fighting long and hard for this. Man United's uh, Harry Maguire, Watford's uh, Troy Deeney, and also West Ham's uh, Mark Noble. Uh, Let's get a quick update there, Melissa. What's happening? Good evening. Are you keeping safe? Good evening. Staying safe, sanitized, and at home and across the football news. Uh, Like you say, the players have club together to come up with a charity fund for the coronavirus. Uh, Jordan Henderson got in touch with the other Premier League captains early last week to try and set it up. Obviously, there's loads of players in the Premier League, so to liaise with all of them took a bit of time. There's been a WhatsApp group set up between all of them. And the key thing is two issues. The players wanted to do something um, that they felt were collectively for a good cause because a lot of them have individually done a lot, not just during this global pandemic, but in general for the communities they're working in at the moment, but also the communities they're from. Uh, But they just wanted to do something collectively as players that they felt were going to goodwill organizations, not just going back into the ownership profits or club profits. So uh, that's what that fund will do. It will initially help out the NHS, uh, but there's also the intention for it to help out uh, lower league clubs and staff uh, in the Premier League and lower down the, the pyramid that can't be paid. Now, the the issue that I think got a lot of criticism as well was that why are they almost seemingly trying to force the football players and saying, yeah, they can do it if they want, but there was almost just a case of, guys, come do something, as if the entire country owed them that. I don't know if you got a sense of that, Melissa. Yeah, definitely. I actually did a piece last Friday, I think it was, um, that had to go back at the government because politicians were using footballers as a scapegoat for all their inadequacies. Unfortunately, uh, these young men that come from largely working class backgrounds that, you know, are football fans made good, they're very easy targets because their salaries are always reported on. Football is so popular. So if you attack them, it's going to stir up a lot of interest and detract from the main point, which is that the National Health Service has been severely underfunded. Uh, They haven't been given all their protection equipment. There's not mass testing. All the things that people should be talking about, they weren't because they were asking, what are the footballers doing? Uh, 
Now, like I said, that was so firstly unfair because, you know, there's millions of people that earn a lot more money than them and who are taxed as well in the UK. But beyond all that, it was unfair because the footballers, like I said, have been really generous during this period, but just in general as well. Um, and I think the other thing that happened is the clubs that des- that decided to furlough staff, uh, Newcastle being first, Tottenham following soon after, uh, Norwich and Bournemouth doing it as well, then Liverpool deciding to, but facing severe criticism, then um, reversing that decision. What that did as well is make people ask, why are non-playing staff who earn so little, why are they being furloughed and the government needs to pay them when players who are on these massive salaries are still earning their full cut? Why don't they pay for these um, for these non-playing staff? Obviously, that's unfair. The players are employees as well um, and they can't be paying for a club or an owner's job, really. Um, but... At the moment, where it stands is this fund that the players have put together is separate from the talks over deferrals where, you know, they decide they won't be paid for a few months or pay cuts that's happening individually at club level. Um, Southampton squad became the first today to agree deferral so that they won't get paid for the next three months. Um, and Southampton have also said they won't be turning to the government's furlough scheme. So they've handled things really well at the moment. It's quite clear, though, Melissa, when I read that statement this morning that the players want to make it quite clear that it's about them. It came from them. It's got nothing to do uh, with any other club or league conversations that they've had before. Why do you think that was important to give that separation? I think because they felt like they've been made a target. They felt like mm. they were blindsided by the club's furloughing staff, which put uh, just a bullseye on their backs. Um, they also felt blindsided by the Premier League, who, you know, and a lot of clubs who have been briefing that the players don't want to take cuts or aren't willing to help, which is not the case. So the Professional Footballers Association, which is the the union that represents the interests of the players, together with all the captains and stuff, said, okay, if everybody has competing interests and is not willing to work together with us and engage us and wait for us to all come to an agreement, we'll do this on our own. Um, And I think what it shows is the players have been able to show solidarity when what we've seen elsewhere is just a whole lot of competing interests. I think they handled it quite well. And I think you'll see a lot of players now following Southampton. You'll see a lot of deferrals and and cuts being agreed. Um, The Premier League wanted a 30% pay cut and deferral over 12 months, which is obviously quite a massive commitment for players to make, especially when you think of it. You get some clubs who have teenagers in the first team. They're not earning as much as the captain or the star players. For them to go without a salary for 12 months is asking for quite a bit, which is why the players pushed back and wanted to discuss on an individual basis uh, with their clubs. I've got all of 40 seconds left. The EPL uh, have been saying that... um 
they just need 56 days. Well, EFL, to be specific. Uh, they need 56 days to complete their season. Is that possible? Can it be done? When will it be done? The season has to be completed, not just for sporting integrity, but for financial reasons. There's going to be a lot of clubs that will go out of existence, a lot of staff that will lose their jobs if the season is not completed. So they will try to push as many games as possible in as short a window as possible as soon as it's safe to do so. I think we will see games behind closed doors because everything is pointing in that direction. Um, and as soon as they get the all clear from the government, I think we'll see games go ahead. All right, Melissa, thank you so much. And as I say, please keep safe. That's the least we can ask of you. We still want to keep chatting to you during this lockdown. Take care, everyone.